Listen, buddy, if you're looking for the Diet Frozen Yogurt Bar, it went out of business last summer. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. Welcome to the Coffee and Comics Podcast. I am your host, the caffeinated Clinton Robinson, and it's that time of the year again, folks, and I don't mean the holidays unless you count a particular podcast holiday. It is time for Jail May, and this year, thanks to the lovely organization of Paul Hicks, we are covering The Brave and the Bold. And I do mean covering, because the 2006-2007 series, I'm, I'm not sure which, but uh, yeah, between a ton of us, we're covering all 35-ish issues, somewhere around that. It's a lot, folks, mm-hmm. and it's definitely an undertaking. And since, of course, it is the brave and the bold, I cannot do it alone. That is why I have brought in the one, the only, the, I'm I'm out of superlatives here, the magnificent, there we go, the magnificent, Billy Delicious. Well, thanks for having me, man. It's It's been a while since you and I have talked, I think since before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those of you that are uh, steadfast listeners will remember Billy on our holiday episode. Got to talk a little JSA action. Mm-hmm. And then we, before that, I think we talked a little Conan as well on your other show, which was a blast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Billy's been on Days of High Adventure, which will come back. I promise. It's It's been gone for almost a year, but um, it, it will come back. I just have to <laughs> actually <laughs> record something. Well, now that you promised, it has to or else. Well, you know, I said it'll come back. I didn't say immediately. <laughs> Might be like the 2030. You never know. Mm. <laughs> All righty. So, Billy, what's your experience with the Brave and the Bold? So, okay, this volume of the Brave and the Bold, you know, I, I cannot tell a lie. These uh, issues, uh, we're going to talk about one tonight, and then, uh, you know, peek behind the curtain here. You're going to join me, hopefully, then for uh, an issue on my show, uh, The Brave and the Bob. And uh, I have tons of experience with, you know, that volume one uh Brave and the Bold, love that stuff. Crazy, wacky, good fun. But these were the first uh, issues uh, I had read of this uh, newer one. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I was buying this off the stands when it first came out because, uh, you know, the, the first 12 issues were Mark Wade and George Perez. Um, mm. Hello? I, I couldn't say no to that. Mm, George Perez, yeah, man. I tell you what, that's... You know, he just passed away in the last couple of years here, and it was a big loss. He was such a giant and uh, such a one of the sweetest people ever on the face of the earth. Yeah, absolutely. I never got the chance to meet him, but, you know, every, everything I saw as far as interviews, great guy. 
Yeah, I met him at New York Comic Con uh, quite a few years back, maybe about 10 years ago. Like, he was the nicest guy ever. He, the nicest guy in the building, and it isn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I've read this, you know, when as it came out for probably the first, not quite two years. I, I think I actually dropped it somewhere in the late teens, um, budgetary concerns and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when they want four or five bucks a comic, that's always a concern. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even that thin. But, uh, <laughs> you know, my, my my kids were still toddlers then, so. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Diapers or comics? Diapers or comics? Mm. Well, which one do I want, but which one do I need? <laughs> formula or comics? <laughs> oh, Lord, don't get me started on formula. <laughs> Yep, those, those expenses just never stop when the kids are young. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, this, so yeah, this was this was a first run for me, which was nice. You know, I I like coming into certain things fresh, um, and I actually do like it that way. If I'm going to guest on uh, someone else's show, just because if it's something they have a a lot of experience with, I like being the the, the, the new voice on it, just so I can say, well, this is what I thought. And the other person, you know, like yourself, read something right off the rack. So you have a ton of experience with this. So I like, I like the, uh, you know, seasoned and the rookie uh, approach. Yeah. Well, for people who don't know, the original Brave and the Bold was a team-up book. Well, no, I take that back. Well, it eventually became a team-up book. Didn't it start <laughs> out as a... Uh, it was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. At one point it was an adventure book like sword and sorcery and Robin hood and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But, it was uh, all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But what everybody remembers it for is eventually becoming the Batman team up book comparable mm-hmm. to, you know, Superman and DC comics presents. Yes. Yeah. I think that was issue maybe 74 is when Batman started to be like uh, the, the regular on it. Yeah, it's it's way into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, pretty much every iteration of Brave and the Bold has been some kind of team-up book, more or less. Uh, this one started out with an interesting premise, though, because it was going to be an ongoing story, you know, like, or at least the first, first two years were 12-issue um, arcs. And they would start out with one team up, and then one character from the that issue would carry over into the next one, with the following team up, and so forth. Ah, I got it. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. And of course, since we're on issue fourteen, first of all, since we're on issue fourteen, thank you for everyone who came to us from Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. Because uh, good old Al Sedano got to cover issue 13. Uh-huh. But yeah, since we're on issue 14, our team up is Green Arrow and Dead Man. Uh-huh. Yeah, crazy. And Al's a good guy. He's a, he's a nut. I love Al. He uh, He's a, a regular on my uh, horror podcast. He and I cover Werewolf by Night, and we have a blast. Oh, goodness. Uh-huh. He has, train, he, he has trained dogs that even howl at the end of episodes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I bet things get pretty hairy on that show. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we have a good time. <laughs> Actually, while we're on Al, have you seen his coffee bar? 
No. <laughs> oh my lord, that that man puts me to shame. And oh, my show he? is Coffee and Comics. This is <laughs> that man has a wonderful coffee bar. Yeah, I'll have to uh, tell him to send me a pic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so people are probably actually wanting us to cover this issue eventually. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get there, right? <laughs> yeah. This preamble is longer than the drive through line at Starbucks. <laughs> All right, coffee jokes aside. Issue 14 was titled The Ghost Killers of Nanda Parbat. Writer was Mark Wade. Art by Scott Collins. Colors by Rob Schwagger. And letters by Rob Lee. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you have a cover with basically a Green Arrow and Dead Man just right there. No pun intended, dead in center. <laughs> so you definitely knew what you were getting, folks. Mm-hmm. Two really good characters, man. I really, uh, really like these characters quite a bit. They're two, two, two characters I enjoy. Yeah, and this was at a time when Dead Man was actually starting to get a lot more play. Yeah, he's been up and down throughout his uh, publishing career. I feel like, you know, he was hot and heavy a little bit here and there, and then he'd disappear for a while, and you'd barely even see him. Yeah, I mean, I really don't remember seeing much of Dead Man in the 90s, but there in, like, the the early to mid-aughts, they seemed to use him a lot. Yes, yeah. there were. I think there were a couple of creators that were real big on that character, so, hey, you know, they had... Uh, you know, the, the the reins, they could do what they want. So they were like, yep, we're going dead, man. And I like the character quite a bit. You know, he's a, another character I focus on a little bit with podcasting as well. And I started at the beginning with his first appearance there, and I'm going forward, and I I like it quite a bit. Good character. Yeah. And if anybody out there is listening and wants to correct me on anything about dead man, please do, because I am not very well versed on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so our book opens twelve hours yeah, twelve that word, twelve hours from now, with the typically incorporeal dead man having one of Oliver Queen's arrows lodged in his chest. And that's the book, folks. No, that is the first page. <laughs> Back to now, where a routine traffic stop ends with two police officers getting possessed by skeletal spirits. Green Arrow manages to stop their getaway by shooting the vehicle with an electrical shock arrow. And Dead Man shows up just in time to possess Ollie, so he can acrobat himself onto the vehicle to keep it from harming anyone else in the area. Naturally, our ghostly villains escape. Ollie and Dead Man have a little chat about how those spirits give off a certain glow when they possess people. They also have a name, the Ghost Killers of Nanda Parbat. That's a little complicated name there, Boston. We also learn that a demon named Anatuar... Oh, goodness. This is like reading Conan. (laughs) A demon named Anutara had rolled into Nanda Parbat and disposed Ramakushna, the spirit who dead man serves. He has caged her in a medallion that allows him to change Rama's life-giving energies into a way to raise an army of undead spirits. 
Turns out his army has already infiltrated Star City, stockpiling weapons and ammo in a small warehouse. Green Arrow doesn't take too kindly to this knowledge, and knowing that the possessed people are already dead, fires off an explosive arrow. Problem solved, right? Well, not exactly. Ollie's made himself a target for the spirits. Luckily, Dead Man possesses Ollie before the ghost killers can, because, you know, only one extra soul to the body. Time to haul butt to Nanda Parbat. A quick call to Batman secures a ride, but the flight crew has already been possessed. Ollie and Boston have got a bail out in the mountains outside Nanda Parbat. Too bad they find a welcoming committee, complete with the demon, Anutara. As the ghost killers swarm Ollie slash Boston, Ollie convinces Boston to let him have control just long enough to fire off an arrow at the medallion holding Ramakushna prisoner. Anatara blocks the shot, so our heroes kind of have to hoof it into the borders of Nandapar Bat, where they are split apart as Dead Man becomes solid. Ollie shoots Dead Man in the chest, effectively killing him, and tosses the body off the cliff. And that's where we end the issue, right where we began. Mm-hmm. Next issue, Nightwing and Hawkman. To find out where this story goes, check out part 15 of the 2023 JL May crossover on the MWC podcast, which at this point probably stands for Married with Crossovers. <laughs> That's pretty close. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, I can't take credit for that one, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone else came up with that. It's a good one. Yep. All right. Billy, this is your first time, more or less, with this issue. Mm -hmm. So what do you think of it? Okay, so just to preface, uh, Mark Wade is a guy who I think is a good idea man. Uh, I'm not a humongous fan of his scripting. But uh, again, I think this is a, a really good idea for this comic. A lot of fun. Even if you... Uh, you other than just the, the slight little cliffhanger there at the end, obviously we don't know what's going to happen with Dead Man at the end of this comic, but um, it, it still is a comic that I would go for fifteen as well to see what happened. But it was still a good comic just by itself as well. I I enjoyed it and I really did like the artwork of Scott Collins. I've seen some of his work before. I cannot remember where, but the name is familiar to me, and I did enjoy the art quite a bit, and I love the crazy uh, demon know monster that they had to fight <laughs> through that was a great visual <laughs> oh yeah i see like um you know just looking at the cover i wouldn't have been quite so sold on colin's artwork mm -hmm. but once you get inside and you see such a huge difference between how he draws dead man and how he draws green arrow yeah yeah th this dude knows what he's doing yeah. yeah. He understood the assignment, as the kids say. <laughs> yeah. And I do like, too, the, the colors in here, too. I like them as well. So shout out to uh, that cover uh, colorist there, uh, Rob Schwager. Uh, I really like the colors in here, too. It wasn't, like, super bright. You know, it was more muted kind of colors on some of the pages. But I think for, you know, this ominous kind of story, that uh, that fit pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the colors, the the ghost killers really stood out. Mm. You know, it's hard to make things 
on a comic book page glow. Yes. But you could definitely get the sense that they were glowing. Yeah, the first time uh, Boston jumped into Ollie, I didn't even uh, realize what was going on. Uh, but there, I went back and looked at it a second time, and I thought, oh, yeah, there is like that little bit of a, a golden glow around Ollie when he possessed him to do the uh, acrobatic uh, you know, save there. So I, I did I did have to go back for that. But through the rest of the book then, I thought, oh, yep, now you can see there's that golden hue around Ollie when Boston's in there, and then all the... Uh, when the uh, those crazy villains uh, uh, enter somebody's body, they have like a blue glow around them. Mm-hmm. The ghost killers, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, ghost killers is kind of a neat name, but it, it's kind of... That, that's almost a 90s name. <laughs> yeah, that does sound pretty wild, doesn't it? That's, it does remind you of that. I mean... The, if I'm really being honest, it reminds me of that movie Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it just makes me think of that uh, ghost face guy from, like, Scream. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's, again, a, a 90s movie, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> but I like the, like I said, I love that monster. It's like a, I don't know, how do you, how do you, would you describe this thing? It almost looks like a, a a, a bloated dragon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and especially since like the first time you see him in the little flashback, all you really see is his face. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get the sense, okay, it's like this dragon looking demon guy. And he's, he's totally going to, you know, be this powerhouse. And when you finally see him at Nanda Parbat, he's being hauled around on <laughs> this litter, like he's Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> yeah, page seventeen. He's in. He's in his full glory. There, it's almost a full page of just him. And he, yeah, he, he does. He looks like a job of the hut with a dragon head, and then these like really long finger claws, uh, like on arms. There, really, really, it looks kind of creepy. And then those yeah. like the the guys that he has around him there too, the the hooded uh, guys. They look pretty cool too. Oh yeah, I mean it. It really works. It's, and I thought for sure. You know, reading through it, we were going to get the typical, okay, you know, Ollie makes the shot, and that's it. You know, freeze Ramakushna, and it's over. Yeah. Especially if you're kind of reading, kind of counting up, you're like, oh, well, he's got, you know, about three pages left. Mm-hmm. You know, t- time to kind of resolve this. Time to wrap it up, yep. <laughs> but, yep, that's not what happens. Good, good, crazy cliffhanger, like you said, so... Yeah, everybody needs to tune in uh, to the next uh, JLMA uh, episode there to see what's going on because uh, I'll just look on the app uh, you know, right away here because I can't wait. I'm like a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely a good cliffhanger for sure. Oh, yeah, because I'm sure. Well, yeah, I mean, like I when I was reading it month to month, I was just like, okay, Ollie's doing what now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why is he killing dead man? Yeah, well, and you know what? That's something funny, too, because the volume one of Brave and the Bold, like once it became the Batman team ups, a lot of those started out this exact same way. So I was wondering if Mark Wade did that as kind of an homage, you know, where it would start out showing you something that happens down the line in the book on that first splash page. And then the next page would start the real story that led into it. Get to a freeze frame and (laughs) Batman's like. I bet you're wondering how I got myself here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we know Wade was a humongous fan of uh, 
uh, uh, comics as a child. I think even all the way back into the Silver Age, even so, he, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he. That's why he wanted to do that. Oh yeah, and I. I mean, it's it's no secret. I am a huge sucker for Mark Wade scripted stuff. Yeah, I remember hearing. I don't know if it was one of those. Uh, you know comic book type shows that they put on TV every few years where it's kind of a special and a big deal. And they haul out all the creators from, you know, the last so many years and stuff like that. And they kind of talk about their origins and where comics were and where they are and all that. And I think it might've been him talking there and saying about being a little kid and reading Superman and, you know, and going to see the movie and stuff like that. And meaning so much to him. I love hearing origin stories from uh, everybody, but uh, especially the creators, the ones that have been around for a long time. Yeah, um, I think there's also one where he he tells that the, his mom made him sell all of his to the neighborhood junk man for like all of his comics for like fifteen cents each or something. Oh my gosh! At some point, yeah, it God, it was one of those like heartbreaking stories, and it was like no, no. But obviously, you know, it's like obviously he probably went back and just. Rebought everything that he had as a kid once he became a success. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I'm I mean, sure I he would. did. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why not? Right. I mean, there's some pretty famous people that have huge comic book collections. Doesn't Nicholas Cage have a huge comic book collection? There's a couple of people that have a crap of stuff. Yeah, I know. At one point, Nick Cage had an Action Comics number one. I'm not sure Jeez. if he still does. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love hearing that kind of stuff. I love hearing stuff like that where people, you know, either loved them as a kid and then came back or you know, have just loved them their whole life. I I love to hear that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't think we could really nitpick this issue apart. We both seem to love it, and in fact, I think I love it more now than I did when I was reading it off the stands. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. Of course, you know, like you said, it also helps that you can just kind of slide a one swipe over on the app and you know <laughs> get to the next issue yeah well you know what my problem is right now i need to get a newer ipad because my ipad is ancient so the app will not work on it anymore i have to go through the browser and it's glitchy as a mother and <laughs> so i can still read them on there but it's a pain well my, the app still works on my tablet if I don't mind, you know, going at the same pace as <laughs> reading the actual paper issue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. I think it's just because it's so old. I think it's probably, I think it's, I would say it's at least eight years old, if not 10 years old. Oh, yeah. Same. So it's like, oh, man, it's just, I can't update the iOS anymore. The app keeps telling me you need a newer version of iOS. And I'm just like, you know what? Leave me alone. So I just use the browser. And again, the browser, I'm still glad I have it and can use it and read them on there because it's fantastic. You know, you get the whole page right there. But I, I prefer that over like my laptop. But uh, like, you know, when you're in bed or something like that, if you just want to sit there and read a comic real quick, it's the app on my phone is like lightning fast. And I never have any problems or glitches or anything with it. But going through the browser on my old iPad, it's a pain in the took us <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, of course you know in case you haven't picked up on it folks this is available on the dc comics infinite app uh, mm -hmm. you know pretty much the entire series right there at your fingertips 
Yeah, yeah. Anybody that has it, give it a try. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Especially to follow along with uh, JL Mayer. Definitely bust out the app and, uh, you know, follow along from issue one. Because like you said, it's uh, we're, there, there's podcasts at the wazoo covering uh, all 35 issues. So where else are you going to get a whole series covered in uh, podcasting in a month? Probably nowhere. Oh, yeah. Goodness. An entire series in a month. Well, you know, if you're you pick a short one and are crazy enough to cover it on a single podcast. I mean, God, who does anything like that? <laughs> I, I still hate Xenobrood. <laughs> oh, and thanks to Paul Hicks. You know, he's the, he's the man orchestrating all this. Like we said, he's, uh, uh, he's uh, when he's not, you know, fighting, you know, kangaroos and stuff over there. He's, you know, getting uh, podcasters to unite. So thank you, Paul. Mm. And uh, just taking a quick look at mycomicshop.com, issues of this are still relatively um, inexpensive for the most part. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. If you're only into the physical copies, yeah. I I imagine you could probably find these issues for a buck or two in the bins. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is talking like order, order it direct kind of thing, and... I'm not really seeing anything that's over like $6 if you just want a reader copy. Yeah, yeah, go bin diving. Go to a show, go to a, a shop that has a lot of back issues. You could probably find these guys for a couple bucks and you know, give them a shot. Well, I take it back. I finally found something that was over 6 bucks. Uh-oh, must be a first appearance. <laughs> no. It's, it's a little issue involving... Uh, Batman and somebody called Brother Power the Geek. Oh, okay. <laughs> Funny, right? I know. That's, there's a few that are over six bucks, but I mean, that's for like their highest rated quality. Mm. So yeah, if you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, Billy's right. Just hit up your LCS. You'll find them cheaper. Yeah, you could probably find a reader copy for two bucks or less. I would bet money. And I, most of the shops around me are pretty expensive. I feel they are compared to when other people talk about going bin diving. And I, I could probably find a bunch of these for two bucks a pop. Yep. All right. So, of course, you know, that means definitely go out and find this issue. Go out and find the whole series. Read through it. You'll love it. If you don't like who's in one issue... Just wait till the next one. It'll change. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. You'll get, like you said, next one is Nightwing and Hawkman, two completely different heroes, and, you know, boom, there you go. Yep. So, see? You, know, you almost never know what you're going to get from it. Mm-hmm. All righty. So, Billy, thank you again for joining me on here. It was a huge pleasure getting to talk to you again. We need to make this more frequent. Mm-hmm. absolutely yes you need to uh do some old school brave and the bold with me we'll have fun with that zany haney oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah where the stories are made up and the continuity doesn't matter nope yeah that guy i mean he basically had his own earth you know so <laughs> <laughs> all right billy well before you go do tell people where they can find you well, if you want to look for me, uh, I'm mostly on Twitter. It's at uh, Billy D underscore Licious. And don't ask about the name. It's just there's not a really interesting story behind it. It's just how my warped brain worked when I got on Twitter like 14 years ago. Um, 
And then, I mean, I have uh, like Facebook pages for stuff like All Star Squadron podcast, A World on Fire, and magazines and monsters. And then, uh, yeah, if you want to look me up on uh, any podcatcher, there's uh, magazines and monsters is uh, the feed you're looking for. There's you know the main feed that has you know old school horror and sci fi movies and you know superhero comics. And then there's the Brave and the Bob, where I cover anything Bob Haney and the Brave and the Bold Volume One. And there is my horror show, The Bronze Age of Horror Comics. That's pretty self-explanatory. And then uh, my other show, which has its own separate feed, is uh, A World on Fire and All-Star Squadron podcast. And uh, that's uh, we've covered All-Star Squadron, and now we're bouncing around with some JSA stories as well, and other Earth 2. So, yep, that's where to look for me. All righty. Well, that about wraps it up. So... I will just take a moment for a podcast promo break here and come back with some listener feedback. Just when you thought it was safe to hear a podcast promo. JL May do 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 Brave and the Bold do 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 Comic books do 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 JL May JL May do 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 Brave and the Bold do 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 Comic books do 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 JL May JL May The annual podcast crossover event celebrating the Justice League is back. And we're covering the 2007 Brave and the Bold series that started with Mark Wade and George freaking Perez and ended with J. Michael Straczynski. Throughout the month of May, participating podcasts will release special episodes on issues in the run. It all kicks off in the Overlook Dark Knight podcast. Follow the event on social media using the hashtag JLMay2023. Coming this May. JL May do 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 Brave and the Bold do 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 Comic Book do 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 Mephisto Hey! That it? Is that what you want? Things I do for this show. <laughs> hey everybody, thanks for sticking around. This is of course the feedback portion of the episode. But before I dive into that, I want to give one last round of thanks to Billy for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Had a lot of fun. And if you enjoyed Billy and I chatting back and forth, you can find us both on his episode for J.L. May, which will be on The Brave and the Bob. So, last episode, which covered because I am very uh, knowledgeable about this. Adventures of Superman, number 508. We got all kinds of social media love from Mark Reznicek, Stephen Orr Else, Bill Beer, Charlton Hero, Ryan Smith, Old Man Ian, John Schaefer-Hames, Gene Hendricks, Pat Sampson, Aaron Head Moss, Gregory Litchfield, Longbox Crusade, Chris Stados, Jackson Zelda, Idar Arujo, Paul DeBetta, Eugene R. Hendricks, voice actor, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, 
The Irredeemable Shag. Jarrett Keen, Chris at BTO and Batbooks, and Mike Garvey. Over on the Twitters, we got some comments. Gregory Litchfield says, Thanks for the shout-out! I'm glad you still enjoy the Coffee and Comics logo that I drew. It was a lot of fun working with you throughout the process of creating it. I came up with the original logo design, but you were the one who suggested putting it on a mug. I mean, credit where credit's due, yeah. I, I did say I wanted the coffee mug design in there, but... I mean, come on. One little comment compared to all that talent? Stop being humble, Greg. Come on, really. Greg continues with, You are correct. Adventures of Superman number 508 is on the DC Universe Infinite app. I really dug the Barry Kitson art. Not being much of a DC Comics reader during the 80s and 90s, I was first exposed to Kitson's art on Empire, the limited series created by him and Mark Wade in 2000. Um, and of course, you know, Greg has a, a shot of the cover to number one. And boy, how do you, you know, I, I kind of want to read that now. And Greg still follows up with Carl Kiesel does a nice job writing the archetypes that are the challengers of the unknown. I was first exposed to the challengers in a novel by Ron Goulart in 1977. I later went on to read the early Dick Wood, Jack Kirby stories in Challengers of the Unknown Archive, Volume 1. Man, I, I really wish you could find that novel somewhere, you know... I don't know if it goes for a lot or if it's just like some back, you know, some 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 used bookstore shelf filler. <laughs> but it sounds cool. We got an email from Jason Zeller. He says, "Yes, I love the new logo. It is awesome and makes me think of a good savory cup of coffee and some comics to read." The artist Gregory Litchfield hit the nail on the head there. Adventures of Superman number 508 was pretty cool, highlighting a team I have not read much over the years, the Challengers of the Unknown. I think they did a good job on catching the essence of the team. It was nice to see them swoop down into danger against the elemental villains with no powers to boot. Barry Kitson's art is very eye-catching, and I like the way he draws both the villains and Superman, especially the panel where he is at the cemetery and his cape is whipping around in the wind. The idea of the void being the fifth element was also pretty unique. I also want to let you know that I received my Book of Gogar copies last week. I am really looking forward to digging into the story. Thanks for your review and shout out of the Kickstarter. Well, thank you for writing in, Jason. And yes, for everybody that was curious, the the Book of Gogar definitely you know made its Kickstarter goals. And Jason, you'll have to let us know how those books uh, come through. Chris, you know, from Professor Frenzy Show, he says, great episode and a great logo, too. All right, so that is it for our feedback this time around. 
Uh, I highly encourage all of you to check out hashtag JL, yeah, that thing, hashtag JLMay2023 and follow all the episodes that cover this wonderful Brave and the Bold series. I mean, you can pick and choose, you can listen to everybody, but really, I mean, everybody is putting out some great, great content on this. I highly encourage everybody, seek them out, share their shows, give them good listens. You you really won't be disappointed. And um, yeah, you, you can check the show notes. You should be able to find most, if not all, of the shows listed right there. But like I said, just... Search up hashtag JLMay2023 and you'll find them. So, that pretty much wraps it up. And until next time, this is the place where the comics are never too old and the coffee is never too cold. This has been a Coffee and Comics production. All material referenced herein is copyright the respective owners and is believed covered under fair use. Feedback can be left by emailing coffeeandcomicspodcast at gmail.com, visiting the website at coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com, or on Twitter at coffeecomicsblg. 